Episode 9, Cabo Penny Show. We Welcome ro- back. We rocking and rolling? Rocking and rolling. Fuck yeah, man. It's a rainy-ass Saturday out. What a better way to spend it recording something, you know? Yeah, in the studio. One more and we'll be at 10. What's that? I said one more and we're at episode Yeah, 10. double digits. Imagine yeah. that. That was quick. If you didn't think we were going to stick with it, you were wrong! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh... Nah, this is like what you said at the beginning, man. It's a passion project, dude. We're just, uh... We're here having fun with this, you know. We appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens, and definitely plan on getting, um, you know, guests and featuring, yep. you know, it, whether it be businesses, artists, whatever it is, yep. man. People uh, from all walks. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, we you know we just uh, some friends of ours, friends of the podcast. You know, they got a little band that they have, a little jam band. Um, so now they're you know designated now the house, you know, the house band, you know, for the pod. So, uh, Sungali's in her name, uh, our boys, Elliot Mock, Evan Hauser, Caleb Walker. Fuck yeah. Just, uh, All you know, people. laying her the fuck down, you fuck know, so yeah. we, we got a little snippet, gonna follow this episode. Be sure to listen to that. Keep your ears and eyes open, man. They're gonna be dropping content soon. Um, if you need, uh, need to take a look at how to spell Sungali, I'm gonna have it in the, uh, the description of the pod as well as the, uh, Instagram and Twitter post. So make sure you check that out. Be ready to check out their music, man. As they start, to, as soon as they start dropping and then open up their own uh, social media channels, man. So check it out. Excited for them, dude. Fuck yeah! It's always good to see people from our hometown like trying to do something, you know, whether it be a podcast, band, or yeah. And I mean, and they're legit, man. So definitely give them a shout, man. Give them a listen. Tell them, you know, if you know those guys, reach out. Tell them you like what you hear, you know. So uh, other than that, what you got, man? Anything going on this week? Any new happenings? Nope, I'm I'm in recovery, brother. Yeah. I, uh, today's day eleven of the broken foot. How's it feeling? I mean, you know, just like day to day pain still. Or no, actually, well, as of yesterday, I woke up and I actually felt like I, mean, I can I can kind of like move my foot left to right just a, just a hair. So yeah. that's that's progress. I can I can literally move my toes right now, which is good. And I think I could before. I just kind of I was just babying it, man, just because it's like fuck, dude. It's like you have to. You can you don't want to hit it on anything or do something to aggravate it even more. But um. Yeah, no, it's good. Yesterday I woke up and pretty much felt, I don't have that, like, like the first eight days, dude, it's like the throbbing pain. Like, it's just like, it feels like this is like massive bruise that's like not going away yeah. and anything that just comes near it fucking aggravates it. So it's, it's good, man. And to remind everyone, Kyle, you're, you're doing this like with zero painkillers. Like, you yeah, know, like that's like your pain management's come from CBD. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So what I, when I went to Urgy Care, she was like, she goes, what pharmacy are you by? And I was like, Fuck, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to a pharmacy. Right? Like, I don't even know if <laughs> yeah, I ever have. Yeah. And she's like, looking places. She's like, oh, there's a there's a CVS by Walmart or Target or, or in Target uh, by your house in Fairview. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, well, what am I going there for? <laughs> and she was like, uh, she goes, I oh, will give you like some Vicodin or whatever. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's not necessary. I was like, I don't need that. She goes, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, she goes, all right, do me a favor and at least take ibuprofen. And I was like, all right, I can do that. And literally, the only time I took ibuprofen is because my Was sister, that more or less for, like, inflammation? Yeah, inflammation kind of helped reduce swelling and pain, stuff like that. It definitely helped. I woke up the next morning, and my swelling was, like, completely gone. Yeah. So I only would have taken it if my sister was the one that took me to Urgicare, and I got in the car, and I was like, I was like, I don't have ibuprofen either. I was like, I have, like, Advil and Excedrin at home. And yeah. she's like, I got ibuprofen right here. So I took 300 milligrams in her car, and that's the only thing I've taken for it. So I literally have just taken CBD, and uh, I go to the CBD Plus store off Lee May Ferry Road, guy's super cool i always I forget his fucking name every time but uh yeah i go in there and i just get the gummies i don't get like the the drops or anything like that i do want to upgrade to that eventually like the liquid drops you can put in your drink or yeah on a piece of yeah. food or something so 
it's a little more pricey, but I just get the gummies. Uh, it comes in about 15 pack at about almost 30 bucks. I think it's helped a lot, man. I, um, you know, and I, you know, and I smoke weed, so it's, I think that helps a lot too. Not, and that's yeah. just from a medical standpoint, you know, yeah. so I don't think it's, it, I think what you can tolerate, you know, I think if I would like shattered my foot or like had a severe injury like that or p- prior to a p- post-surgery feel, I would, I would probably take like a Vicodin or two just to kind of numb it. You know, yeah. Other than that, that's a different. That's a different type of pain management. I think coming out of like a surgery, that's that's a little different because you're definitely. I mean, they're gonna put you on morphine anyway. Yeah. I mean, I would think so if you were in surgery. Like they're gonna do something to alleviate pain for the first. You know, I'd say six to eight hours post surgery because you're definitely gonna be in pain. for sure. But even now, like I mean, with so many, like say you had like a micro, you know, orthoscopic and. They do those surgeries now, man, where it's like minimal, you know, minimal incisions, like very small incisions. They do things with very small instruments, like mm-hmm. to where they're not really, it's not like where it used to be where they're just like ripping open, you know, your knee and pulling back, your, you know, doing it like that. Like they, yeah. there's more, it's more meticulous now. So it's a little, I'd say like the path to recovery is a lot different now since, you know, you know, I guess medical, you know, science in the medicine field yeah. has progressed. Definitely. Yeah. Day by day, man. It's uh it's definitely inconvenient. Like, I'm over it. It's only day 11, but I figure probably at least, like, 50 or 60 days of this shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. just got to tough it out and get through it, man. It's it's not horrible. It could be worse, but... Definitely just, could, like, man. Just, going yeah. up the stairs, having to take a shower. Like, I've, I've transitioned from standing on one foot in the shower because I'm, like, scared of fucking slipping and falling. Like, it just takes one wrong move in the shower, like, even with two feet, you know what I mean? So, I literally sit on the edge of the fucking the tub on the you know facing the inside i just have a cup and i just bathe that way it's like i have to man it's, easy. Like, it's probably i mean the easiest it's, way to it's do a it. lot easier too yeah. moving around but yeah other than that man it's good dude i've kind of just been working and maintaining this week dude i ain't, can't do a whole lot of nothing so but uh starting this podcast off though this guy at my work brought me a popper 12 uh bottle of whiskey yesterday because like i'm just like kind of setting appointments and stuff for them right now because i can't be on the field and he brought me this back and we're first try right now it's pretty good yeah yeah man. not what i expected i thought i was i was picturing it to be like more of a watery taste but it's it's actually really good you know i, I would drink it i would buy a bottle he said, yeah, he, paid, he, said he paid 24.99 for it at the one in mosquito it's like the all-mart liquor store i was like no way nice man cool. so and it's i mean it's it's definitely i like the taste of it it's definitely smooth man that's for sure yeah it's real smooth like it's not it's bearable to drink fucking on the rocks and you know why it's called proper 12 yeah, uh, something about his hometown. Yeah, so um, that's the part of Dublin he grew up in. Yeah. That's like the area code for Dublin. Yeah, it was some, yeah, I don't know. The or f- maybe it's like the district number, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you're right. But it's that's what the 12 came from. Yep. Because I was curious. I looked that up. I was like, yeah, know, what that, why, that. why proper 12? You yeah. know, if anything to name your whiskey, like it could have been... Mystic Mac, you know, so it could have been anything. McGregor like that. juice, McG- yeah, McGregor whiskey, <laughs> you know. But no, it's it's proper twelve. But I like that. I like that it's you know kind of like a, a homage to his hometown, where he's from. You know, definitely Irish whiskey represent brewed man. in Dublin too. So you know, it's it's good whiskey. I can't I can't really complain. No, I like it. I would definitely pay twenty four ninety nine for a bottle of this again. Yeah. But, oh yeah. What do you think? Drinking about out it? of our uh, blues cups too. Yeah. Fuck. Got a game today against New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, depending on what well, you we clinched today, or did we clinch last night? We clinched night? last night based because off who of lost? A loss. I yeah. can't remember who lost. Was it I, Dallas? There were multiple scenarios last night. I forgot. 
really what it was. I after the Blues lost to the Rangers last night, I was a little upset. I just kind of turned off sports for the night because well, I didn't pay attention. I, I I was just upset with the game, the effort, and everything. So I'm hoping today's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I I I want to say that it will be. I want to say that the Blues will come out and get a W today, but they definitely need it, man. Are they in St. Louis tonight? No, they're in New Jersey. What time do they play? Six. Right on. Definitely watch that. Yeah, my Tar lost last night. That sucks. Yeah, Cardinals man, won, my though. bracket's fucked. Oh, I uh, bet a lot of people's brackets are fucked. I had here. them going Final Four, so it's it's bad. Yeah, you I know, I definitely win. didn't uh, – I didn't expect them to lose. I mean, I figured it would be a tight game just based off the opponent. It was – I mean, hats off, man. Yeah. You know, that's part, of the, that's part of the tournament. That's what happens. First half was fucking great, dude. I mean, Auburn – hit it like a buzzer shot to make it 41-39 going into the second. And then, dude, they came out of the second half, bro, and they just could not miss threes. They were fucking wet, dude. Like, oh, my God. Dude, they were – I was getting scared. The, the SEC champs this year, man, they, yeah. they, they were good, man. Yeah, they're tough. They're a good team. They're the, they're the highest-ranked seed in the bracket right now. They're five seed, so that's yeah. pretty cool. But, uh, dude, speaking of proper 12, man, what do you think about McGregor? Retired. <laughs> retired. Yeah, he, he's. Not, I don't think he's retired. You don't think so? I just – Think about that. He just put a picture up, too, on Instagram of him boxing in Cuba. Oh, he's training right now. Yeah, he's training for something, dude. But I just think with the way it played out, like it's like one thirty in the morning on a fucking Monday, and he announces it on a, through a tweet. Like, think about George St. Pierre. Had a press conference. Eh, There's I people around. But McGregor's different, you know. But I don't think he's done. I just, I'm like 95% sure he's not done. He's too young, man. But then again, like, he's making money. So, oh, dude, he has money. I, I yeah, a lot but, of it. I mean, so does he need to fight again? No, he really doesn't. But no. uh, shit, he'll do it off pure love of the sport. But and I mean, obviously, people are saying that it's a to stay relevant and b it's kind of like a negotiation tactic for the UFC because he obviously he wants like a share in it. But I don't think even Dana White says like that's not an option. But I think if they come at him with some money. I want to know why, why is that not an option? Asking the wrong guy there, boss. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, he definitely has the By the way, we are drinking some of this proper 12, so don't get it twisted. We wouldn't have those and not drink it. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what <laughs> made me think about it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I think that's a big, uh, commitment for the UFC, Dana White, Opus all the big dogs and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure it's something they've probably talked about before. I mean, he has made the company a lot of money and generated a lot of revenue and built it to kind of where it is today. I think so. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely proven his, proven his worth. Um, I don't know. It's a good question, but I think if they, and I think the big thing was, so, so if he's not done, as you say, what's he, what's he going to come back? Is he going to fight in the UFC? Is he going to box? Oh, fuck. That's, that's, to be determined, I don't know. I think uh, I think it would be in the UFC. Who's he fight? I don't know. And I was really upset about the cowboy fight. And the big, you know, the big reason why they didn't have that fight, no, is because they wanted to make it a co-main event. And McGregor's like, I'm not fighting as a co-mainer. Oh, I did hear that. I did. But hear I, that. I, I, I see his argument. I get it. But at the same time, I don't. It's like you're not. You just lost a title shot. But the thing is, I don't know if Dane is the one that made that call. I don't I think it's the other people because I heard an interview with him where he was like, "You think he's like you?" Be, he's like, "So someone was asking like, why wouldn't that be a main?" And he was like, should we not have title fights as main events? Are you saying that we shouldn't? And he's like, yeah. because he, I forget who was that interviewing him. He's like, because if anyone's going to, you know, shit on us about doing this, it'd be you. Yeah. So if you're on board for this, maybe it's a good idea if I'm not going to get shit on. And that's pretty much where I, I heard Dana coming from. Right. Where, could you imagine maybe like a UFC card where the, the main event is not a title fight? 
Well, prior to a previous interview with Dana, like you just said, I, I think they, as a company and as a team, they sat down and made a commitment to where they do only have title fights or pay-per-views for bigger draws and more money. But if you have McGregor Cowboys as a main event, that motherfucker's going to have a draw, dude. What's the difference of, you know, having McGregor, McGregor fight Cowboy as your main and then having a title fight come right before that? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have an awesome title fight come right before, you know, Conor McGregor, one of the biggest showmen and biggest names in UFC history, comes out and fights. He doesn't need a title fight to to draw a crowd. Fuck no. It doesn't. No. There needs to be, like, it doesn't matter if a title's on the line or not. Yeah. Conor's fighting. Exactly. That's what people want to see, man. That's there wasn't a fucking title on the line when he fought Mayweather. And, and I mean, no. granted, yeah, he was switching to boxing, but, I mean, dude... There, there was no title involved. That was a main event, and it was between a, a, just a crossbreed fight. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other fights that you know involved McGregor that wasn't a title fight. That was huge. What about Diaz? Those weren't title fights. No, they weren't. How fucking massive were those? <laughs> massive, especially. The I wanted to one. see like the ratings on that. Like, where where do those rank? Because the last I checked, like it was like the second or third most like grossing fight in UFC history like the pay-per-view was oh yeah you could google it it's probably upper, upwards in the one and a half to two million mark and I haven't even seen might even be more honestly and I haven't seen where the Khabib Connor fight landed I think that was up there though I think that one drew some big that one probably that surpassed card. it especially with the way it ended and everything yeah. after the fight and how all like just the altercation afterward and Dylan Dennis, like, dude, I, I'm not a big fan of him and the way he runs his mouth. I like, he's either. definitely like, I mean, I'm not taking anything away like from him talent wise. Like, no. I'm sure he's a talented guy in regards yeah. to jiu-jitsu and fighting in general. Oh, but, he's a really good jiu-jitsu artist. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of on Jorge Masvidal's side of like, you know, that talking shit stuff, man. Like, if you're gonna just do that to hype yourself up and you ain't gonna really bring the fight, you're one of those Instagram, you know, bullies. Like. Yeah. UFC ain't for you because there's guys like him that are gonna shut you up, dude. Fuck They're yeah. gonna fucking put their fists in your face. They ain't pretending. No. <laughs> I was very, I was very shocked at the ending result to him until he fucking smashed him right in the face, dude. Before Hard. he got dropped. Yeah, no, he was getting his ass beat too, though. And he, he talked about that. In the yeah, he, I he's like, like, I got hit. He's like, next thing I know, I'm on my ass, and he's, I'm trying to defend, yeah. and he's trying to kill me. Yeah, he's so like, I didn't no know what happened. Man. He yeah. didn't know what hit him. Yeah, and then just. Till that was a good fight for Till. I thought it's a good if anything, Till could have won that fight, but he didn't. Definitely. You know, unfortunately. But he, a, he had his he had his opportunities to win. You see who Masvidal's fighting next? Yeah, I did. Ben um, Askren. Yeah. I hope he beats Ben As Ben Askren's ass, dude. And I don't dislike Ben Askren, but I, he he annoys me more and more every day just because of all the shit that he does on social media and all the all the attention he's trying to grab. It's like, man, it's like, dude, chill. Like, you think he's gonna talk shit to Jorge? Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, he will. He's already talking shit, dude. They like, make memes about each other and shit and calls him out on Twitter all the time. And... Jorge's... Ben Eskin. Jorge's making memes? He made one meme about him this morning. It's like, uh, or yesterday, it was like Ronald McDonald sitting at a table with like the puffy afro and it's like somewhere in the Midwest and it's like Ben Eskin sitting at McDonald's looking like Ronald McDonald with like the fro and shit. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. But, no, Masvidal's not What really about like, him. what do you think about Leon Edwards threatening him saying that like if... You know, he wouldn't have made it back to Miami and shit. If the security guards were there and shit. Do you, like, do you put any clout into that? Like, is there anything there? Like, do, do you really, like, is he really going to kill Jorge Masvidal? Is that what he's telling him? No. Was, yeah. Like, come on. 
I don't know, man. It's I don't think I don't Come see that on. happening. Get the fuck out of here. Nope, don't see that. I forgot. I don't know if they lined up a fight with him or not either. Because I don't know why they didn't fight, but because that'd be a good story behind it. I think that'd be a pretty decent draw. But there's no need for Jorge to fight him. No. Like Jorge, he said it. He was like, "You're JV, dude. Like I got no reason to fight you." You know, and he is. Like he's he's had some good fights. He's like he's an up and comer, and nothing not taking anything away from Leon Edwards, but. Jorge doesn't need to fight him. No. You know, especially not after just beating Till. Like, you know, a guy that just ran through Till who beat the shit out of, I don't want to say beat the shit out of, but he did beat Wonder Boy pretty easily. Like, he dominated that fight that as good, far as that I'm was concerned. That was a good fight. And then you just see what happened to Wonder Boy. You know, that's that's no joke, man. Hell yeah, he got his ass beat by Pettis. You know, so like, a like could you imagine like a Pettis Masvidal? Like, that'd be a fun that'd fight. That'd be a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of talk with Pettis right now because he might go up to welterweight and stay there or drop back down to 155. He needs to stay at 170. Yeah. Like, I, I heard That's an interview right? with him. Yeah, I heard yeah. an interview with him where he was like, you know, 170 is just just better for him. He feels better than he cut, ever man. has. Yeah. I mean, he's going to fight taller guys, bigger guys than him, but, dude, his striking's like, on another level yeah. where, like, most guys don't have that level in their striking. And Duke Rufus is his coach. Yeah, he's a bad You dude. can't you, – I mean, I, I like Pettis. I've always liked Pettis. He's got heart, man. He's he's a bad dude. He's tough. He, dude, I mean, him fighting Ferguson, dude. I I couldn't believe there were some times in in that fight where I thought he was about to finish Ferguson. Yeah. Like he he had Ferguson. He had he gave Ferguson bandy legs like two or three times in that fight. Yeah, he's kicking that ACL that he just had surgery on. Yeah, five but then he ago. would hit him, and then he'd be like, oh, hey. yeah, he, he wouldn't have any fighting. legs underneath him. And I'm like, oh man, the dude is wobbly up there. That shows you how tough Ferguson is, though, too. That dude's he's tough. tough, man. He's fun. Unfortunately, I've heard more and more about, like, the things going on with him, dude. And it's Having schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah, man. It, like, I, hopefully, hopefully he turns that shit around, man. I, he has. I, I hope for the best for him. I like watching him fight, and hopefully he comes back. But I I don't know. I heard Brendan Schaub talking about this, and it made sense. Like, who, who what state's going to allow that guy to fight after what's going on with him? Really? Yeah. That makes sense. You know, are they going to allow him? Like, they're yeah, they're going to okay for him to take, you know, possibly take more punishment, take more shots to the head, all that stuff. Like, man, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see him fight again. We'll see, dude. But there will, they, but the thing is, is, I think there will be someone that, you know, gives him a license and okays him to fight, but Jesus. I don't know, man. It's scary. CTE, and I mean, dude, fighting's fucking crazy as is, dude, and I, I like the fact that Joe Rogan talks about them going bare knuckle just because I think it would alleviate a lot of that. I mean, you're still getting cracked in the head, but, dude, those guys' gloves and those paddings on there, man. Oh, it's like hit two clubs on the end of your hand. Yeah, it's like, dude, that, that shit fucking hurts. Like, and they're fucking sitting there pounding you, and, you know, or you get fucking leg kicked in the head, dude, like a fat leg kick from Cowboy Cerrone, dude. Like, dude, that, that is not good, man. You're getting rattled, bro. No, you're fucking rattled. No, it's, it's... I don't know, but shit, what's going on in the, going on in the O-Town? Anything fun? <laughs> Not that I know of, man. Did you see that fucking video the other day of that guy stomping that old lady on the train? Yeah, that's un- unreal. Dude. Yeah, I don't I, know what we think. He got, I don't know. He got what, caught, I, Oh, because the trains are going through a final. That's what we think about. Oh, yeah. Man, he fucking, got caught, though. They, they caught yeah, they it, caught yeah. him. That's the, that's the beauty of social media. But, dude, that is a fucked up video. What's fucked up is that no one did anything. I was so sad. No yeah. one there did anything. Motherfuckers are recording, bro. Get their phones out. Pussies, and then even the excuse my language, but like really, you are like oh, you're, you're coward, not going to intervene. Yeah, like, you're, you're a fucking coward. If you're a guy and you're watching that, like 
You need to, even if you don't think you can take that guy on, you need to, like, look, find another guy in there and be like, hey, motherfucker, like, we need to do something to this yeah. guy right now. Like, so can I count on you? <laughs> like, yeah. like, really? It's so sad, dude. And she looks so helpless and shit. I'm like, dude, like, like, that's someone's grandma, man. Like, you're, like, what the hell did she do to you to make you do that to her? What did she say to you? Sure, she might have said something to you, but you probably antagonized it. Like, you were probably fucking To, like, her. kick her in her face and shit? Stomping her, like, bro. dude, what the fuck? And he had his back to everyone, dude. Oh, I, you could have came up and fucking just choked him out. Like the guy had exact, zero defense. Like he, yeah. he had his back to everything. Like that's exactly. He was, was so thinking. vulnerable with the position he was in, to where like if anyone could have inter- intervened and put that motherfucker on his yeah. ass, like quick. Yes. Like you could have fucking leg kicked the leg. He's fucking you know got one up stopping the lady. Imagine you just come up and you chop the leg he's standing yeah. on. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch that dude buckle, and then it's like, all right, motherfucker, don't ever do that again. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought about when I saw that. All all you have to do is you just. All I would have done is just walked up right behind him and just fucking choked his rear naked. Yeah, he had his back to everything. I would have had him sleeping quick. Like, Hand up on a pole, one foot on the ground. Yeah. Like he has literally one yeah. point of contact. Like well, two, if you consider the pole, two points of contact that's holding him to be able to do that. Yeah, that shit pissed me off watching that. Vulnerable. You could have that dude could have got fucked up quick. I wonder what he got as far as repercussions. Like I'm sure he got fined, and I'm sure he did jail time. I didn't look at. I didn't I read the article. I or honestly don't know what kind of punishment would follow that. I don't know how that works. I, 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 that's what, I don't. That's know, Hopefully, dude. like. Well, yeah. Hopefully, he goes to salt. Like, Get some sort of punishment. Oh, he I will. Mean, he will. I don't know. I don't know what they with the, you know where they even were. It looked like you probably on the East Coast somewhere. Oh no, it was in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it was in New York on a train. I mean, not surprising in that area, but at the same time, it's like, you're a fucking, you're a coward, man. <laughs> like, if you're going to do that to an old lady, that's like going up and doing that to, like, a fucking six-year-old, man. Like, like really, though? You like, like, some old lady's words get you that amped up, dude? And I'm sure, like, like just said, move down the other side of the fucking train car. Like, get the fuck out of there. Like, what are you doing? I'm sure there was confrontation. I would just be like, all right, you old bird, like, sit there in the corner and be you. I'm going down here. Leave me the fuck alone. It's just a fucked up because that's that's the society we live in nowadays. It's like something tragic's happening, and, and you could literally be feet away from it and help and solve the problem and make it stop. But you pull out your phone. They'd rather get famous off making the video. Of yeah, it. they want to get they want to go viral. Yeah. That's that's their cue, man. They want to go viral. Get the fuck, fuck out of you here. and your viral. Quit looking for your make your, something else. Your fucking three seconds of fame. Make something meaningful, valuable. Like that ain't that ain't cool. But. If it wasn't for social media, I don't think he would have got caught as quick or got caught at all. Think about well, it. That was in the seventies where there's not cameras and you know nah, shit it, like there is now. He would have been on his way. New but. York in the seventies was a shithead. That was just a fucking armpit. That yeah. was nowhere where you wanted to be. It probably was somebody shared it in New York and it went super viral in New York and somebody in New York was like, "That's Jamal." I know that dude. That motherfucker. I'm calling the cops right now, dude. Fuck yeah. Cause that's someone's grandma, dude. That's fucked up. And then his cousin, Jesse Smollett, off like a bandit. Off like a fucking bandit. I didn't read, I didn't look too much into that, though, but... I did, I did see that Trump's like trying to get the Department of Justice to look into that. Um, but outside of that, man, <laughs> I don't know what to say about the Jesse Smollett shit, man. Like, really, if anything, it shows you that, and this is has nothing to do with, like, um race anything like that it just goes to show you that like if you have the money you can get out of shit in the united states that's Money's really power all, bro that's really all i get from that and that, that and 
It doesn't matter if you got if you got a lot of greenbacks, you can get out of it. You can you can find a way. That and one thing I've learned from following certain people on social media nowadays, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Like you know the right people, and you're. Oh yeah. You're pretty well established, man. Oh yeah. Pretty much got everything you need. But uh, what you guys got going on? You guys doing? What are you doing tonight? Anything? Uh, we're gonna go bowling with uh no way. some uh I think some of her work friends, but uh, outside cool. of that. Nothing crazy, but if we're going in the afternoon, like we're gonna go at like three or four or something oh, are like you? that. Cool, yeah, man. so it's it's not like a run night. So I might I might end up giving you a okay. shout tonight, see what's good. I'll be around, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a shitty thing too, man. It's like even if I broke my left foot, I'd be a little more appreciative because I could at least get in the car and like drive around and do something. I'd but, like to get together with like the people I work with because I've already done it once. Like they're all right. Like you know that was more or less at that time. Like I was still early in being there was like for christmas so i started on the 10th and this was like you know maybe 10 like 10 days later so i was still kind of learning a lot kind of getting used to you know the people there and whatnot but now like after being there for you know a few months like it's i'd I'd like to get together and kind of have more of a like a team team kind of experience with them supposedly that's foreign up there like it doesn't doesn't i know it is she we were talking about that they were that John was the last one to start to really do any of that, which is hilarious. I I told him I was like, could you imagine like the kind of environment it would be if old old fucking grump butt just came up and you know walked through the office one time on a Friday and said, hey, yeah, hope you guys have a good weekend, man. You know, how's everything going? You know, or just said, hey, yeah. you know, how's it going? Hope you guys have a good day. Enjoy your weekend. You know, or something like that because you don't really understand like what that would probably do in a place like that. I think it would. Uh brighten it up a bit but yeah. uh the thing is too man even you know even as a business like if you have your team going out that works together every day and sees themselves more than they see their own family like if you guys go out other than being at work and in your fucking uniform and you go to a bar or you go to like a cool event like a nice gathering and get your street clothes on and just have a few drinks and talk about shit like dude that and you come back to work on monday it's like everybody's excited to go to work and be there and see each other and it's different talking yeah. about the weekend yeah. they had yeah, yeah. And you and all you can talk about is like, we need to do that again, man. We need to, yeah. you know. And then the next thing you know, it becomes a monthly thing. We get together every month and just go out and bowl or yeah. go out we, for drinks, yeah. you know. As a when I as a manager when I was at Club Fitness, man, that was one thing I was really into because I had a really good team. There was a really good dynamic up there, and we always went to like ballpark. We went bowling. We yeah. went to. Uh, I'm trying to think of the when word. I when I worked at the third party logistics company. You know, when I was still with Roadrunner and I was working as like a liaison for them over at the three PL. I, I mean, that third-party logistics team, like, they'd go out once a week. Like, different, you know what I mean? They could be a Tuesday night, this team's going out because it's, like, you know, trivia night, and they always yeah. go to trivia night together. It's like, they always did team shit. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Like, every week. It wasn't, like, a once-a-month thing. They always did it, man. And it was, like, you could tell, like, they were, it built a tight team. Like, there was cohesion. Like, they, they got along well, you know. And it was it was cool to see because it was, like, you know, that's that's how you build build people that want to come and work for you yeah it builds a positive environment it makes people very comfortable dude like, and, and that like a real leader opens up opportunity for other people like they're not the person that's just going to always boss you the fuck around no they're the person yeah. that enables you to succeed and have find more opportunity and you know progress in your career yeah like that's something you know a, a manager is not going to try to stifle your growth professionally like they're going to try and 
get you out there and expand what you have going for you already Fuck yeah. and make you even better at what you're doing. Yeah. That's what a real leader should do. Well, that's what leaders do. They give you the tools. And they want to push you. And there's someone that, that's going to push you. They're going to want the, – and they get mad whenever, you know, things don't, you know, eat mediocre, when you, you settle for the mediocre. You know, they're the pre- people that push you because they know you have a – you know, you can do a lot more. Fuck yeah. Well, dude, even – dude, like I said, you know, I, I was a leader – I consider myself when I was a leader. Like, dude, my goal was to get fucking people promoted, and I did a damn good job of that, man. I had so many assistants under me, like, get their own gems and yeah, that, better that's themselves. Big. That's big. Like, that, because what you're doing is you're allowing them to develop as a professional. Yep. Like, not only just as a guy that comes in and clocks in for you every day, but a guy that's, like, learning from you and seeing the example you set, and then you're also allowing him to you know, dabble in it himself, experience yep. some of it himself. Run his own team, be yeah. his own leader, yeah. you know, give him some tools. Hold and... a standard for other people and, and be that guy. That's why, like the one thing that I pride myself on when I worked at Roadrunner and shit was I would never do ask those guys to do something I wouldn't do or haven't already done. Yeah. There's nothing those guys were doing that I ain't already done. Yep. That they couldn't come ask me and be like, hey, how do I do this? And I could Fuck at least yeah. tell them, this is how I would do it. Right. You know, at least give them some sort of pointer. And and I was never, you know, if if I saw something that needed swept, it wasn't, hey, come here and sweep this. It was, no, I get, there's a broom right there. I got five minutes. I'm walking around. Why, why the fuck can't I be the one? You yeah. know, and what that does, too, is it shows them that, you know, he's he's not above sweeping the fucking dock. The, the fucking floor we drive on, he's sweeping up to help us out, to clean our area, help us, you know, be more productive. So, yep. That just... I don't know. For me, that that resonates, you know, as a team, just positively. They see that the leaders out there fucking sweeping. Yeah. And I'm not doing it to prove a point. I'm not doing it because you didn't do it. I'm doing it because I just see it needs done. I'm out here. I'm gonna do it. You guys are busy. I'm doing it. Like it's no yeah. big deal. Because what I'm gonna ask you to do that when you get done with your three hour trailer and you're fucking yeah. hot, sweaty, and you're pissed. I'm like, I got there. Sweep that fucking floor. Like no, I'll sweep it for you, man. You're good. Yeah. Break that trailer. That's fucking leading by example, man. That's all that. Trying, is. man. But the thing is, is, I had certain leaders that set that example that I learned from and I appreciated and respected. You know what I mean? Guys that did that, and I was like, see, that's that. That's what a leader does. They're not someone that just stands on their fucking you know ivory tower and watches everyone else work and and tries to boss them around. So. Hell yeah! I mean, dude, that's dude. When I worked at Club Fitness, man, I'd be in the bathroom scrubbing toilets. Yeah. And you know, I'm the general manager, and my customer customers would come in and be like, "You guys got someone coming in to check your gym out? Or did you get in trouble?" I'm like, "No, why?" And they're like, "Oh, I just see you cleaning." I'm like, "Shit, why not? Need it's dirty. Clean. Need to clean. Yeah, These motherfuckers ain't doing it. Hit it, hit it, <laughs> hit it, get it, get it over with, yeah. man. Like, why, why fuck around? But especially in the customer aspect, dude. Like, when, as a customer, and I see that, like, if I go into a place or a gym and I see the general manager and they're cleaning the bathroom, like, that to me speaks volume. Like, I think that's yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. a, that's a good business. He's yeah. running the show. You know, that's that's who you want as your leader. Definitely, but, I agree. But yeah, man. I don't know. Well, man, you got anything else? Nah. Wrap it up, dude. Yeah. Make sure you guys uh, stay tuned. We're going to play a little Sungali, man, for uh, for your uh, listening pleasure, man. They gave us a little taste of their, their theme. This is more or less encapsulates them as a band. So definitely listen to them, man. It's just a little freeform jamming. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. Episode 9. It's a wrap, baby. K-Bo- I appreciate you guys for listening, man. K-Bo Penny awesome. Show, baby. Let's go. All right. We're out. Peace.